shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Everyone, it's great to be here again. Uh, see everyone again uh, connected. Sister Agbear, thank you so much for the prayers. God bless you and strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for joining us again. God bless you. Uh, how is it in uh, Saskatoon, right? Uh, I, I believe you are doing fine. You're doing well. Amen. And maybe one day you will move to Alberta. I remember when you came last in September, we had a quick chat. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, so maybe we'll see you in uh, in Calgary or Edmonton very soon. Who knows? Amen. And uh, uh, Lieutenant, thank you for joining us. Yano, Sister Tony, thank you for joining us. Thank you. How's the family? I trust everyone is doing well. Uh, those are your wonderful, lovely, beautiful children. Uh, the the the, uh, the one that was a baby. Is it is uh, what's her name again? Uh, uh, the baby. I forget. Ife. Ife. Yes. Ife. Yeah. Yes. Thank you to you. And, your, and the older sister that's like my daughter's age as well. Irelua. Uh, Irelua. Wonderful. Very beautiful children. Wow. You have good genes. Ah uh, hi. Hi Ire. <laughs> My name is Ira. Ira, wonderful. Aha, uh -huh, you see, see, uh -huh, you should immediately look at a very fine girl. Well, God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. And you look like your mommy, right? <laughs> Praise God. That's awesome. Amen. It's good to see everyone. God bless you for joining us. Uh, as we open again to the scriptures, um, we stopped in Ephesians chapter 4, so we're going to continue there. But first of all, I, I think, just in my spirit, it dropped in my spirit during the prayers. Uh, let's begin from Romans chapter 1. We'll start the journey from there, and we'll journey back to Ephesians chapter 4 this, um, this uh, evening. Um, so we'll start from verse 16 of Romans chapter 1. I know we've made a lot of progress the past couple of weeks, especially in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, you know, like sometimes there are some chapters that go quickly. In like two weeks, you are gone, you move to the next chapter. But this Ephesians chapter 4 has stuck with us since we restarted, essentially. Uh, it has stuck because uh, there's a lot of things to extract and we have not finished extracting the blessings of God in there. Amen. Well, let's see. Uh, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, I read that because I, I wanted to, you know, every, every uh, meeting that we start, uh, I, there's, there's always a blessing upon a meeting. You get me? And there's an altar there. I don't just want to start meetings for meeting's sake. You get me? <laughs> I don't do that. So every meeting that we start, there's an altar that God is trying to establish in the heart of that place. And 
one thing that I saw concerning this life phase, this Bible study was uh, on, uh, I don't know the words to use and explain. The best word I can use and explain it was Ephesians chapter 3 when it talks about the length, the breadth, the height, and the depth, right, of Christ. Uh, that's what I was just seeing concerning this meeting, that we're going to be so feasting on Christ, eating Christ, until we finish Him, if He's able, finishable. They call him the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. But what we've learned is that those unsearchable riches come by revelation. So unsearchable doesn't mean that you cannot get it. It just means you cannot find it out by your strength. Um, rather, the only way that they can, you can find out something unsearchable is if the person who wants it decides to give it to you by revelation. So you will see here in this Romans chapter 1 talking about the gospel of Christ, which is that riches. How it is found out. It is found out by Revelation. Verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God. What? Revealed from faith to faith. Meaning from hearing to hearing. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So when you say from faith to faith. You will hear and hear and hear. And what are you hearing? You are hearing the revealed righteousness of God. Another word for that revealed righteousness is that is the gospel of Christ. Amen. It comes by revelation. So whenever we open the scriptures, the New Testament like this, one thing you will find is that we are trying to dig new wells. It's like anyone who has seen uh, some of these people that operate with uh, uh, equipment, excavation. You are trying to excavate and excavate and excavate and excavate. Why, why, by, By doing so, we are trying to bet out the revelation in Christ, the riches, the gold, the diamond, the oil that is underground in those scriptures. Praise God. And so you will find that we spent the last four weeks on Ephesians chapter 4, we are not finished. And yet, it has only about 20-something verses. We can just read the verse in five minutes and go home. But that's not, that's not the... <laughs> That's not the scope of Revelation. Revelation, you have to stay on something, meditate on it, gaze on it, until you're able to extract all the juices, all the riches, all the parameters of it. And it's one thing I, uh, the Lord showed me concerning this altar, this meeting that we've established here, is for the unearthing of the unsearchable riches of Christ. It's a Christ meeting until we finish Week in, week out, we'll keep digging and keep digging and keep digging. And things cannot be finished, but we'll, we'll just be going. Do you get me? Until we are made fat. As the Bible will say in Isaiah 55, our souls are made fat with Christ, with the riches of Christ. Praise God. Now, uh, that being said, you, you know, when you connect it with our Father ministry, uh, the current emphasis of the Spirit is everlasting life, which is the life above after Christ. As Colossians chapter 2 verse 2 we say, talk about acknowledging the mystery of God which is eternal life. The mystery of the Father which is everlasting life and the mystery of Christ. Praise God. Uh, uh, so, the way God has just designed, amen. Hi, Ellie. Are you good? See you later. Amen. The way God has just designed this meeting is for Christ. It's for the fatness of Christ to develop us uh, for the next step in God. Are we, are we blessed? I just felt in my spirit to uh, retouch on that. So that when we come here, it's not just we meet. It's actually an altar that the Lord has established. Amen. 
where we are going to be feasting and feasting and feasting. And sometimes when you are in the feasting on Christ, the devil attacks. The devil throws all kinds of things uh, around your life. But guess what can beat him? The Christ you are feasting on. <laughs> Do you get me? Well, why Satan fights more when you are engaging revelation? Do you know why? It's because that revelation is his antidote. Is that revelation? But you, you know, some before me having grown, now I understand as understand it. But before, when I be wondering why so much enmity, just is it not Bible? In a opening Bible, like everybody else opens Bible, but we are we are on eighteen things that you know the letter that is not letter per, per se. The Bible says for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth light. The words that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life. It means that we are opening things that are actually from a living entity from heaven. It's actually a living being. Sometimes, literally, literally. Sometimes, maybe sometimes when we minister, or I minister. I remember very even just as recent as yesterday, as I went up in the fellowship to minister, I I had nothing, so I began to sing. I was singing <laughs> today. What shall we do today? Because I, I know I don't have anything to say. But lo and behold, as you know, I connected with a scripture that somebody had mentioned earlier in the day, and from there they began to help. So me, I know it. I know that this thing is with if without help, if they did not help me. You, I will bore you to death. To be honest. <laughs> and if you, if you really think about it, uh, praise God. Anyone, that's why if you check it most of the time, if and it's a, it's a very safe thing to do. If you don't have revelation, you will see most of the time they preach maybe the stories of the Old Testament, maybe from Esther. The story of Esther, because those ones are more interesting. Because if you just if you study the New Testament without revelation, they will, you will bore to death. To be honest. If you study the New Testament, if you open the epistles without revelation, you'll be sleepy. You want to sleep. Because revelation, the New Testament was designed by, for revelation. It was, it was brought forth by revelation. So it will take that same spirit that brought forth that light, that revelatory light, to be able to unearth or unveil the New Testament. And that's the mercy, I believe, that we are, we are by God's grace, we are finding in this platform, in this space, uh, to begin to open up revelation of the New Testament, uh, where you are not bored to death, <laughs> but you are enjoying it. I believe some of us are. I hope some of us are enjoying the uh, the excavation of revelation of the New Testament. Amen. And I pray for you. My prayer for you is that from this point forward, understanding will rest in the name of Jesus. You will understand every parameter. You saw this meeting is also for me. I want to also understand the length, the breadth, the height, the depth and the, of the love of Christ, the passed knowledge. I want to come into all that, comprehend with all the sense, the unsearchable riches of Christ, that fatness of Christ, uh, that blessedness of Christ. And God will bless us with understanding upon this house in the name of Jesus. The Lord will strengthen us all and even our brethren who are not here right now, maybe some may be listening with a mixer or whatever. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I extend the grace upon every single one of us that will be strengthened with might in our inner man, in the name of Jesus, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, in Jesus' name. Amen.
praise the name of the Lord. Um, maybe Sister Yano, if you can help me re- reading again, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Okay. Thank you. Are we recording? Uh, Are we recording? Uh, well, we, yes, we have the recording on the mixer that we also use. Okay. Yes. Thank you. From what verse? Um, let's just start from verse 1 and go down. I know we stopped at 11 or thereabouts, but just start from verse 1 to 12. Okay. Thank you. I, therefore, the prisoner of, of the Lord, need to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. For to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Hmm. And he gave himself, and, and he himself gave some to the apostles some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Should I keep going? That's okay for now. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Praise God. This is going to be an interesting day. Mm. Yes. Amen. It says there, wherefore he said, when, verse 8, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Um, I'll just say a few things. We'll open scriptures. Christ, we already read that already. Christ is the power of who? Of God unto salvation. Power. So when he led captivity captive. It means some people were in captivity. And for you to be in captivity, you are under a power. Do you get me? Then what did Jesus Christ do? He broke them out of captivity and made them his captives. So it means he has power. <laughs> One thing is you just begin to equate Christ equals power of God. Christ equals God's energy. Do you get me? Um, now, Christ is not God. Hmm? Christ is like, the, they call him the godly man. Godliness means like God. So Christ will tell you that my father is greater than I. Do you get me? So, for example... I can be, a, let's say, a very influential, powerful man. For example, I'm a prime minister. When you see the police, RCMP, come and knock on your door, that is my power. But that is not me. You get me? So, many a times, by nature, we like power. That's, 
Uh, so men, men associate more with your power than you. And it's okay, that's fine. As long as you are under God's power, eventually you will get to the person called God. The intention is to bring you to the person called God. Amen. But today we are going to open up that thing called power. Why, why did God send forth Christ? Why God sent forth Christ is that God sent forth power. Praise God. Can you permit me to talk just a little bit? Open Bible. Huh? Christ sent, God sent forth what? Power. Now, why did God have to send forth that kind of power? Not just angelic power. <laughs> he had to send forth his own power. Is because what we were dealing with was a power. Now, let me let you know, Satan is also powerful. But powerful according to the angelic strength. In fact, Lucifer, as an angel, was one of the most powerful angels. He was almost on par. With those cherubs, Michael, all of them. One of the most powerful. And in, in, hear me, just permit me. In spiritual terminology, another word for power is Christos. What is Christos? Christos means a Messiah, anointing for salvation. Anointing to save. So, um... Sometimes, the, when you hear media, maybe when you hear the media, they also have a kind of crystals. That's why people listen to them. It means anything that can take your, your attention is powerful. Anything that can capture your imagination is what? Is powerful. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Anything that can, and most times, if you check it in life, what captures soul imagination is the words of men. When you see those media boys talk, when they do breaking news and they do their segments, that you can study, stay there and listen. You see the beauty. Why do they have to look so? And they talk. The way they talk, the eloquency of the words, it encapsulates you. That's power. It means power is coming forth. Do you get me? Power is being ministered. Because power is to capture your soul. Praise God. Power is anything that can encapsulate your imagination. You were on your own before. But you listened to something. And after that, you kept listening to it every Sunday. Is that not powerful? <laughs> yes. Some of these Netflix, they are powerful. This Hollywood, they are powerful. Don't joke with those boys. They are powerful boys. Yes, because when you watch one, you now want to watch another one. It's power. Anything that can keep you coming back is meaning another word for power is anything that can captivate you. Because captivate you is for to capture you. So captivation comes from the root word captive. Do you get me? Nobody forces you to sit on the couch and watch something for three hours. In, in heaven, they will think you are mad. 
Satan used his crystals, his words, his wisdom, and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke to men until men were captivated. Now, every one of us is still captivated by one darkness or the other. In a dimension, though we are being saved. Here little, dear little. There is still a captivation. I don't know if I'm communicating. So, now to prove to you that this world is a preacher. Just very practically, go to a mall. Things are talking to you. I work out the gate. Do you get me? Once you just and that's they know it. So when they put those mannequins and those dresses and all those things, they are communicating, they are talking to you. Whether you like it or not. So sometimes people just say, I'm just going to hang out anymore. I'm not going to buy anything. I just want to go hang out, window shop. Is it but you will you will always come with something. Always. It means that you've been spoken to if you determine not to buy anything when you were going. And you came back buying something. What happened in between? You've been spoken to. You've been ministered to. <laughs> so this entire world is a ministration ground. And the more you spend outside of God's world, world the more you are going to be susceptible, praise the name of the Lord, to be ministered to by this world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I mean, well, maybe at work, maybe you're just gisting. Before you know it, your friends, your colleagues begin to talk about their last vacation they had last month in the middle of winter when they went to Hawaii. This one went to Mexico. And they tell you how great it was. You get me? When you now get home, what would you be thinking? You say, me too, I need a vacation. Even if it's just one, I'm not, am I not even trying? <laughs> Do you get me? When you were in Nigeria, you never thought about Hawaii or Mexico. That was the last thing on your mind. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, you are willing to pay $3,000, $4,000 to go to Mexico. Why? Because you've been preached to. <laughs> I don't know. Am I lying? <laughs> when, when we were growing up, Growing up in Lagos, the last thing, if I could just even visit Canada, stay there in Canada, I'll just say, I'll just be in Canada. No, yeah, Canada is okay for me. But you know, I landed in Canada, Canada was not okay again. <laughs> it means that the administration in Nigeria is different from the administration in Canada. In Nigeria, they're ministering to you. Canada, Canada, US, Canada, at least landing one, last, last, London. You get me? You just enter somewhere. <laughs> so things are talking although everything that talks to you and encapsulates you just know that a power has been engaged to you praise God just know that a power has been what has been engaged to you let's see it again uh, so we're talking about when, when he ascended upon her he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Do you know what those gifts are? Powers. An apostle is a power. 
a dimension of Christ Christos gave powers. Because he himself is a power. See, let's see verse 7. But unto every one of us is, is grace given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Another word I would use, power. You see the word that isn't gift, it gives gifts to men. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. All those things are powers. So God can give by teaching, by revelation. God can enable, make you powerful by his Christ. And the reason why he gave gifts, let's read on. It says, he that descended is the same, uh, verse 10, is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things, praise God, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Are you see power, power, for the perfecting of the saints. He will take power to perfect somebody who is not perfect. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, the power will build up. See verse 13. Till we all come. It takes power to unify, build up. Because by nature we are scattered. So power to build up. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's the power. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature. Of the fullness of power of Christ. Amen. So what I'm saying is that God wants to make us what? Powerful. This is real power. Forget all those fake things. It's not, it's not pushing bench. You get me? <laughs> this is real power. Raw power. God power. To captivate. First your own soul. The Bible says in Daniel. They who, that are wise. Shall shine like the, 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 the following. And they that turn many to righteousness. That they that are wise. Are them who have belent Christ. They are wise. Then turn many to righteousness. Meaning they are able to also captivate. After they become powerful. They are able to win many to righteousness. They are able to captivate many also. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Let's see. Uh, I want us to see further. So, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's see um, Colossians. I want to see Colossians chapter 1. For yes, Colossians chapter 1 from verse 12. Yeah, Iana, you can help us. Okay, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, mm. the firstborn over all creation. Mm. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. 
all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the mm. church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may, he may have the preeminence. For he pleased the Father, that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Wow, praise and God. He, That's okay. That's wonderful. So he's talking about Christ here. Now, uh, let me let me open it up. So he says that, verse from where we started, giving thanks unto the Father who has made us. Who is the us that meet to be partakers? I remember when I came to Calgary, when we, uh, we had the meeting in Calgary, I taught from Ephesians chapter 1 and Colossians chapter 1. I don't even know what I that teaching about how the Christ, the opening into the introduction to Christ, giving you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And then Epaphras was the teacher of the Colossian church who was teaching them Christ, built them up. So who is he talking to here? He's talking to souls who have been learning Christ. There's a, there's a particular... Uh, oh, God will help me to give the understanding to this. So there's a particular word they used to call them. See, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Because light is Christ. Also, light is Christ. So they are so in a dimension. If you see, uh, let's confirm it. Let's see Ephesians chapter one. They call them saints. Them whose eyes were still darkened. They were called saints. Let's see. Let's confirm it. Ephesians chapter one. Bible is powerful. Bible is deep. Bible is perfect. Bible is complete. I love the Bible. Let's see. Uh, from verse 15. Okay. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. and your love for all the saints. For all the saints. So these are saints. Saints loving saints. Then what happened to them? Keep reading. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. One more. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That's okay. Start right there. The eyes of your understanding being light. What, what enlightened the eyes of your understanding? Knowledge of Him, Christ. So Christ is light. The knowledge of Him. Knowledge of Him. Knowledge of Him. That's the knowledge of Christ. Christ is light. He enlightened the eyes. So it means though you can be a saint and the eyes of your understanding is not enlightened. In fact, not, it's not even in me. It is. <laughs> right? By default, it is. Until you've been exposed to Christ's light, the eyes of your understanding is still darkened. Bible is too perfect. The first thing that you used to know, that your eyes of your understanding has been enlightened. This is the first thing you will know when your eyes of your understanding have been enlightened. Look at it. It says, uh, um, um, that verse, verse, verse 18 again, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, the first thing you will know is that, that ye may know what is the hope of your calling. That's the first sign. I think I thought this before. 
Now, because... And so that's why you don't blame anybody. Do you get me? Because by default, unless the eyes of your understanding enlightened, you will not know the hope of your calling. Now, by generic understanding, everybody have understood the hope of their calling is heaven. Do you get me? But that is because of no light. This enlightenment of heart. And so you can't even force it. That's how, that's how it should be. Because what will cause you to know the true hope of your calling? So, not just, you don't know something, you can hear a word and say, oh, wow, eternal life, okay, great. No, what will cause you to come into an understanding of the hope of your calling is when your eyes have been enlightened. So, by default, when we get born again, the first thing, the first thoughts that we say, what are we hoping for? That when we die, we'll make heaven. And that is sincere, and that's what is better than <laughs> nothing else. But when you come, when, they, when you open scripture and engage Christ, Christ will teach you that this is the promise that he has promised us, own eternal life. Christ will now teach you that this is life eternal, John chapter 17 verse 3, that eternal life, this is life eternal, that you may know is a knowledge. You may know the one true God and him who he has sent, Jesus Christ. Now, an unenlightened eyes of understanding will tell me that I already have eternal life. And that is partially accurate. Bible, when I say, when you connect Bible, Bible is too, covers everything. So do you know what the Bible now says concerning them whose eyes of understanding are, enlight- are not enlightened, but they are sense. Milk, they drink milk. The Bible says, for whosoever uses milk is what? Is unskillful. In what? In the word of righteousness. Meaning, word of righteousness is the gospel of Christ, which we are not ashamed of. That is the power of God revealed from faith to faith. Righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So it means that until you engage doctrine of Christ, you will be making inaccuracies in judgment. In hope of your calling. In whether you have eternal life or not. Yes, you have eternal life in your spirit. But that life has not dominated your soul. And it only dominates your soul by knowledge. Praise God. So it means when you are a babe in Christ, you are in milk, unenlightened understanding, you make summary judgments, summary conclusions that are not entirely fully accurate, although they may be partially accurate. (laughs) Praise God. Another one of such conclusions, apart from the one of hope of callings, whether we've entered the kingdom or not. Do you get me? And people partially will just say, oh, but it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And in the kingdom, no, not quite yet. Now, your spirit has every dimension of what it takes to be in the kingdom. But your soul, to be in the dominion of the king, means that your soul is under him. Your soul is submitted. It means you don't make decisions for yourself anymore. You take no thought for your life. Actually, that's where Jesus said it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. After he has finished teaching the process to enter the kingdom, he now had to edify them. And told them it's actually the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He said that we take no thought for your life. <laughs> what you shall eat. What is he trying to say? That kingdom is where God has taken over. God is in control of your life. You are not taking thought, but rather you are using God's thoughts to proceed in life. You don't take your own thoughts. So to enter kingdom, 
a man must come into dominion of Christ, where Christ will begin to form his own thoughts inside such a man. So the thoughts that you should take to enter kingdom is God's thoughts. Meaning, when you are living your life, you'll be living your life by the thoughts of the Father. That is the finality of entering the kingdom. Amen? So, but by not any fault of anyone, by sincere ignorance, meaning unenlightened hearts, you will make conclusions that are wrong. Or rather, let me correct it, balance it, that are incomplete. Praise the name of the Lord. Because some of those statements have a dimension of truth. Especially when you are talking about your spirit man. Your spirit man is everything that are from the day you got born again. Everything was perfected in your spirit man. Eternal life was put in your spirit man. The kingdom was put in your spirit man. Everything that we are talking about is in your spirit man. So it has a dimension of truth. But your soul has to come into the reign of it. The dominion of it. And that's the reason for learning. It's the reason for knowledge. If you are blessed, say amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, are you now seeing that when Paul, amen, when Paul was talking in Colossians chapter 1, where we just read, that he has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of saints in light. He's talking about saints whom they have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and the eyes of their hearts have been enlightened. Enlightened. Right? So, the saint, there's a dimension, anyone who is born again is already by default a saint. That's the word they used to classify you. But the Bible is also now saying that the saint whom has desired more, hungered and test for righteousness, and received the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that spirit of wisdom and revelation will bring knowledge of righteousness to that soul, to enlighten the soul. Then Paul now called them something in Colossians 1 we just read, saints in light. There's a reason why I have to establish that, for us to move forward. Now, somebody help me. What is the light? Maybe I have to start asking you some questions. <laughs> what is the light? That thing that says sense in light. What is that light? Anyone? Based on what we've discussed, what is that light? Or another word, who is that light? Christ. Christ. Uh, I, I feel sometimes some of you know the answer. You're just, you know, we don't have to say the wrong thing. <laughs> so I have to help. Amen. So who is that light? That light is Christ. So they're talking about saints who have been baptized, who have soaked themselves in doctrine of Christ, in light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Light. Amen. Praise God. So let's go back to Colossians. Now you'll be able to understand what I am saying. Whew. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is awesome. So giving thanks, that's verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse colon, verse 13. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? You see, thank God for me explaining all I've just explained. Well, I want to show you. Remember, we talked about power versus power. Christ is power. Is what is what is light for? The Christ light is to deliver you from another power. Oh my God! Oh my God! Need to. Oh, I hope we are eating this thing, man. I hope we are eating this thing. This thing can change life. Now, not the word. They they never. They did not say who has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, but rather the power of darkness. See, look at the statement very carefully. I'm going to explain it very shortly. He said, Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us, in, unto, us into the kingdom of his dear son. Why did they not use kingdom of darkness? It's because the day you got born again, you have already been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. But you are still living by his power in your soul, by his dominion. But you've been delivered from his kingdom. No man enters into a strong man's house except he has bound the strong man first. Satan went to hell, bound Satan to deliver us from the kingdom of darkness. But we are still living the life of some satanic life, malice, unforgiveness, envy, anger. All those things are powers of darkness, backbiting. <laughs> those are powers. Though you are no longer in the kingdom of darkness, you have already been delivered. The day you got born again, delivered from the kingdom. For example, the day you got visa and flew to Canada, you'll be delivered from the kingdom of Nigeria. But we are still Nigerians, are we not? We are still living by the power of Nigeria. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Is that why we come here? We still speak our language. We still associate with Nigerians. We are still living by the power, though we are not in the physical kingdom of Nigeria again. So, new birth was your visa out of the kingdom. Then, learning, learning doctrine is what would undo, what would make you a Canadian Canadian, not a Nigerian Canadian. Sorry for my analogy. You get me? Is, is, is Christ that will teach you the conversation of the, of the indigenes of the land. Christ will teach you how they talk. Meaning the indigenes of God's land now, God's kingdom now. Teach you how they talk, conversation, how to live. The laws that you need to abide by. To be able to be a full participant. To be able to communicate with the other kingdom fellows in Canada. Fully. Without any hindrance of language, of conversation, of culture, of preferences. I see all those things are so culture, language, behavior, preferences. All those things are so talk. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this labor. Thank you so much, Jesus. So you will see that. You will see that. When you to get you born again was a power. That initial power was to kick you out of the kingdom of Satan. Do you get me? To bring you out of the kingdom of Satan. None of us here belong to the kingdom of Satan. 
if you are born again. If you are born again, they've, they've delivered you from that kingdom. You are no longer a slave to his kingdom. But unfortunately, because of all that we learned while we were living in that kingdom, we still carried it outside. The bad behaviors. You get me? The stealing, the malice, the anger, the unforgiveness, the bubble, bubble, all those things. You can list them. Works of the flesh. We carried them out of the kingdom. When we, after they delivered us from the kingdom, we took the power of the kingdom with us. <laughs> we were living. Anytime you live by the flesh, you have lived by the power of darkness. Understand that. Anytime you gossip, you have lived by the power of darkness. Anytime you backbite, you have lived by the power of darkness. You have used the power of darkness to live. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so what does Christ, what did Christ come to do? When, they, when God sent forth his power, Christ, to minister to you, that's the power of light, remember? Light, Christ is light. So it's power of darkness versus power of light. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, after you live by the power of light, then you can now enter the other kingdom. Called the kingdom of his dear son. Let's see another witness. Let's see John chapter 1. John chapter 3, sorry. You want to help us read verse 3 to 5. John chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. So let me take it. Let's let's take it as you go. So except one is born again, he cannot what? See the kingdom of God. Do you know why? Because before you were inside the house called the kingdom of Satan. Yeah. So finally, you have now finally left the house. You opened the door. You have not seen the sun all your life. <laughs> You've been trapped in the house. You now open the door. It's when you open the door, you now see that there's another house are far off. So, you see that new bed thing? New bed delivered you from the house of Satan. That's the kingdom of Satan. So that you can now see. You, and when you were in the kingdom of Satan, all the blinds were closed. Satan is a very bad boy. He will close the window. He will seal it. <laughs> he will close the window, shut the door, lock everywhere. So, you will grow up in that house. You will never know that there's another thing outside this house. Terrible fellow. Huh. He bound us in darkness and put us in the dungeon where we cannot see outside. So when Jesus came to save us, came to hell, led captivity captive, and when he opened the door, then all of a sudden you can now see that there's another house, there's another thing, another place that you can go to. So except a man be born again, he cannot see. So seeing does not mean enter. Very clearly. So you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, keep on. Okay. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter he cannot the kingdom enter of God. the kingdom of God. Oh, I want to try and illustrate this. So those are, you can still, 
I'll just use this this cup of water here. Let me try a little bit. It's something that's going to stand maybe. I don't know if any of this can stand. Okay, I have something else can stand. I don't know if anybody can see that. Praise God. I don't know if you can see these two things that I have here. Okay, wonderful. Aha. Uh -huh. So let's say this one is the kingdom of Satan. Right? So this Colossians 1 12 we're explaining. This one is the kingdom of Satan. Right? And you've been locked in there all your life. When you get born again, you are out of this house. You are you are out. Now immediately you imagine when you stand here, what would you see? You will see this new house. This is the kingdom of God. Now, but the problem that you are seeing, it does not mean you've entered. And if you cannot see it, forget entering. So you first have to be born again. Then now, let's say this cord here is the way. So this is the way from one kingdom to another kingdom. On this way, this is where power struggle happens. Because once you come out here, you will still be living by what you are used to. What your soul is used to. It's the reason why after you got born again, there are still some ailments of the soul that will still be manifesting. So you are used to it. So what they now need to do, what God now did is to send for power. That's Christ. He sent for power. But why, why, why power? Because even if you've come on top here, you're outside the house, you are still living by the power of this house. And you will never move forward. You will not move on this way. Except another power delivers you. So the link that will move you away from the who has translated us from the power of darkness. The link that will move you away from the power of darkness is called light. Christ. The doctrine, the teachings of Christ. That will empower you to make this journey. This journey from after you have left the kingdom of darkness... To now be delivered from the power of darkness. Meaning soul life. Dominion of darkness. Using darkness to live. Using the works of darkness to live your life. That will deliver you precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Hear a little. Dear little. Is every word that cometh out of the mouth of the Father. Which is Christ. Light. So light will help you begin to journey. We begin to journey. We begin to journey until you are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Let's see. Let's see another witness. Let's see Second John. Okay. Thank you. Second John um, uh, 1 9 from 8 to 9. 8 to 9. Okay. Yeah. So it says, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for. Hmm. But that we may receive a full reward. Mm -hmm. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does mm. not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Wonderful. Praise God. So you see this way. Hallelujah. You see this way. They are saying that as long as you stay on the way, you abide. Because who is the way? Christ. And the way, the truth, and the life, and the light that will guide you into the kingdom of God. So as long as you stay on this way, learning the way, abiding on the way, you will get to who? You will have God. Because God is in the kingdom of God. 
meaning you will get to the kingdom. But if you transgress and move out of the way, what will happen? You can't have God. Meaning you will not get to the kingdom. Read the next verse. So these apostles understood this and they began to become, they became very strict in the way they admonished their churches. Go ahead. Yep, verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house mm. or greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Evil. They see, they see differently. <laughs> we are saying, ah, no, no, we're just greeting. This is a father talking. John was an everlasting being. This John was speaking from the realm of everlasting. How did I know? From verse 1, it says, the elder is on, it was an elder. The elder to the elect lady, his language, whom I love in the truth. He was speaking from everlasting life. And in everlasting life, they are very blunt. <laughs> because they see things clearly, face to face. So bluntly, he said, he was trying out of love. He spoke bluntly. That look, if you if you transgress this way, because the way is one way, and it's taking you to one kingdom of God. If you transgress, there's no other place to go to, but to go back to where you came from. <laughs> so they became very very strict, and they become stricter, especially when you are nearing the end. How do I know that these people, the church was writing to them nearing the end? Help me read verse 1, 2, then read that verse 8 again. Okay. The elder to the elect lady and her children, mm. whom I love in truth. Mm-hmm. And not only I, but also all those who have known the truth. Known the, so they, they've been knowing the truth. They, he loved them in truth. They were truth dwellers. Who is truth? Christ. They were way dwellers. They were learning Christ. So he says, you know, sometimes we can say, I love you. But John was very specific. I love you in what? In truth. So the, the, love, the, the love dimension here is because you are a doer of truth. Because you are in a company of truth. You know, the, God has different shades of love. Uh, I need to explain myself. I just said something. I just hit another note. Yes, God has different shades of love. God loves everybody. God loves even the unbeliever. He causes his son. His sun, S-U-N, and moon to shine on both the good and the evil. But the evil, we won't, that, you see, another greater dimension, the evil will not just give the evil new birth. They have to believe him and renounce their evil. So the person that he gave new birth to, he loves more than the unbeliever. Though he caused his sun to shine on the unbeliever, that's a dimension of love. Are you seeing grades of love? Then we will further. There are some believers that say, okay, I just want to be a carnal believer. And some want to go further, hunger and test for righteousness. Go give them inheritance. That partakers of inheritance of the saints in life. Inheritance is also a blessing. It's a blessing out of love. So it means that's another dimension of God's love. And then you can even go further and now do all of God's commandments. Obey God to the everlasting and eternal. And God will now say he will give you reward, not just inheritance. He will give you his own life called eternal life. What is that again? That is the highest, the climax. That is love personified. So, that's charity. <laughs> huh? Which said that's charity? No, it's not charity. That one past charity. No, no, past charity. Jesus. Chai. So God has, God is a love being, but all of it is a measure, degree. Mm. And all of it is love. Nobody can say he does not love God, that God does not love him. Mm. The air that he isn't to breathe and do evil. You are doing evil. 
passing evil laws against God, you are breathing his air, and God did not take the air out. Is that not love? <laughs> Nobody can. Yeah, it can't be just before God say, Ah, God, you not love me. How come you not make sure I was saved? I tried. I was sending Christians, you were persecuting them. Is that not love? The fact that you were persecuting them, even Nero, God loved Nero, he was burning some Christians alive. And that thing did not speak, you know, the thing will speak to your conscience. Except you have sent your conscience with hot iron. Every man's conscience will feel when you are somebody else is burning and is the one causing it. So God was ministering to Nero by deporting Christians. <laughs> and Nero rejected it. So nobody is without excuse. And yet he did not take the breath out of Nero. So God has love. God is just love. But love get level. And God is no respecter of persons. <laughs> he has degree of administration of love. So yes, God loves an unbeliever. But he actually loves you more than he loves the unbeliever. But yet, even the little, he still loves the unbeliever. Not wishing that any perish. Our daddy, our daddy is mad <laughs> our daddy is also Babake <laughs> our king is glorious he's, 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 oh, Jesus Christ his ways are past finding out even the tininess minutest dimension of his love is overwhelming how much more when he brings you higher that's the kind of being I want to follow, please. Not any useless fellow. <laughs> Praise God. Are we blessed in the house? Hi. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he had who had delivered us from the power of darkness. Are you seeing power? Power of darkness. Nothing can deliver you from the power of darkness but light. Praise God. Hallelujah. Miracle cannot deliver you from power of darkness. You must sit down and learn light to be delivered from the power of darkness. Excuse me, have you not seen people they just done miracle for the come and testify? Yes, so all my enemies who have been talking against me since. Yes, I've just come to give to all the glory of God. <laughs> you see, is, so that testimony is often also in power of darkness. Because you are doing it out of spite, out of malice, out of envy. No miracle has happened to you. So, only thing that can deliver us from power is another power. And God said it clearly. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Oh my God. For it is the power of God. It's God's, the power that God released for us. To change us. To transform us. From the power of darkness. And then translate us into. It means he will take you, move you into. Towards the kingdom of his dear son. Thank you Lord Jesus. I remember when these were these how Satan fights. Ah, Jesus. 
we have experience, man. <laughs> when we started, when we started enlisting uh, this revelation, when I started listening to uh, EJF and Reverend, uh, I think it was 2010. It's all around. And then sometimes we'll have calls with Pastor Thompson. And also he'll call us, teach us on the phone. That was such a late board for us. He came, he came to Edmonton in 2014. Pastor and his wife. Uh, so we did a program. That was very, if, uh, to that program, I was like, ah! So, uh, some people, they still not recall. That program was like a, a starting a, a spark from some many. Praise God. And I remember Pastor Thompson opened this last scripture, Romans chapter 1, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is about, start teaching about revelation, righteousness, revelation, righteousness, revelation, I say, what is this? Revelation, righteousness, you know that kind of thing. You know, when we think of revelation, we think about some people who say, well, come, come, and we say, well, come, some people can say all kinds of rubbish and call revelation. The revelation we're talking about is what? Revelation of what? Of God's righteousness, means his Bible. This is not a revelation that, oh, I saw you in 20 years, you're going to do this and do that. That's not the one we're talking about. <laughs> you get me? So whenever I want to, whenever I want to say, what is Pastor James meaning by revelation? When we open Bible and begin to connect Scripture with Scripture, that's the revelation I'm talking about. Praise God. Revelation can level. Ah, revelation. Can... <laughs> I remember I had a I had a fellow who uh, many years ago he, uh, when I just got my first house then. He had just drove all the way from Toronto, just trying to resettle. He was, uh, uh, what they call them, Sele. Sele. <laughs> you know, they wear white gummy, they don't wear shoe. They don't wear. So I was not, I was not curious. You know, I was, I was living in my business. I was asking him, how did this thing come about? What's the history? So I'm not telling about the founder. And no, oh, the founder may have been very sincere, man. If I believe very sincere, and God has, you know, spoke to him. But, so the man, maybe God wanted to, he was praying. Maybe he was fasting and praying. You know how people would say we're going to the mountain. You know that kind of thing. Fasting, praying. So, and then, as he was fasting, praying, he decided to take off his shoe to pray. And that's when God gave him the revelation of the ministry. So, we need to separate some things. God told you to start ministry. not mean that you should not wear shoes. <laughs> you two different things. <laughs> it's not because you're not wearing shoes. When God gave you revelation of <laughs> That you should not, everybody, the, you owe everybody, is not where you should, you can't out to this heart. <laughs> and somebody will call it revelation, that one's not revelation. <laughs> you know, there's one, there's one funny thing with human nature, is that the way the spot that God, God talks to you, everything that happened around that spot, you think that's what, you now attach it to what God, God just came to talk to you, but he just came to talk, just gave you talk, simple talk, do this, it does not have to associate anything else with it. The fact that that day you were wearing white shirts does not mean everybody should wear white shirts from that day forward. You're not the only person God has talked to. God talks to me every day. <laughs> I'm not the first person that God, I'm not the last person that God will talk to. So these are the challenges with souls. It's, all these things are powers of darkness. Souls misinterpreting things. This is why you need righteousness, you need judgment to come up even in the leading of the Spirit. Amen. Only in the discernment of the of the voice of God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And God is upgrading our judgment. Yes. Amen. God is upgrading our understanding. That's what it does. It will upgrade your judgment. 
upgrade your understanding. He will give you the full scope of the volume of the books, cover to cover, all the books. He will open it up. As Jesus said, Lo, I have come, as is written of me, in the volume of the books, to do thy will, O God. He will, he will, he will go through those, those exercises. Praise God for discernment of God's voice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you. You've helped us already. So much, so much help today. As I, we even open, as we just opened, you know, the, uh, as we started the meeting, they told me to open to Romans chapter 1. I was like, well, we're doing Ephesians chapter 4. They just opened there, start there. Is uh, There's a way they're bringing the whole thing together because they want to talk about power. Amen. So I want to now break news to you. Anytime you are struggling under something that is over captivating you, whatever it may be, what's the problem? You are under a power. And what's the solution? You need another power. You need Christ. The only solution is truth. It's the power, Christ. To deliver you from the power of darkness. I know not one of us here are fully delivered yet. You know, why is what makes power powerful? Hear me. Hear me. What makes power powerful is that it is sweet to do. Let me give you an example. Let's say you are at the workplace. And then the culture there is that people gossip and backbite. That's the culture. Why? Why did it become a culture? I'll just you how. Maybe before you joined the, that team, there were four, three people. There was the supervisor and two people. Jane and Doe, for example. So Jane went to supervisor to go and backbite Doe and gossip. When they went on a field trip, Joe did this and that. And because of that, Jane now got promoted. I see. So when somebody else now, maybe another person now joins the company called Grace, joins that team. And before you know it, Though we say, okay, this is the way that is working. I will now go and backbite and gossip against Jane. The sorry, against Grace. And what happens to do? Though will now get what? Promoted. What will happen? What has what is going on in that place? A culture is forming. That you must gossip and backbite against your competitive culture, against your team members to pro, to get ahead with the supervisor. Are you saying that? So you know that song, is it working? It's working. <laughs> this is how power stays. Power works. That's one thing with power. Power gets the job done. So what Satan designed is things that profit men. That's what Satan did. Satan designed things that will make you profit. That by the time you start seeing some CEOs, how they got ahead, how they had to be brutal. People will labor for them and help them get ahead. They will now fire the person. 
<laughs> are you seeing that? Are you seeing the culture typically in all those high up? That culture of brutality. Cold. If you are not cold like that, you, they won't even put you there. Is Satan who did that? Power works. And so, power is powerful. Why? Because it's working. <laughs> Praise God. I was, I, I'm reading this uh, Bishop T.D. Jake's uh, book. Just reading, you know, I read, I just read things. So, this book is, is called, uh, what's the title again? Let It Go. You're talking about unforgiveness, right? And that's a very, very pertinent thing for African Americans, given their history. So, T.D. Jakes was now talking about how, when he grew up, how he learned things from his parents. This unforgiving spirit. And to, why? Because what he would just learn, when he, maybe the father is on the phone with somebody. Okay, yes, yeah. And then when he drops the phone, you now, you now joke with the mother. See, let's, let me just answer his phone, no. But when those kind of people might, you have to keep them far. Why? Because maybe that person has hurt him before. You get me? So they now want to, they will now want to counsel the person. You get so They want to relate with that person. And they know when they are talking, conversations in the house against such people and what they did and why they should not talk to, those people don't talk to them again. You will sever yourself from them. What spirit is brewing in the house? The spirit of unforgiveness. He was talking about that's how the thing passes on from generation to generation. And then another thing from with it is that you now learn that thing is working. That by the time they're able to separate that person and do away with that person, you now see that maybe they are more happy. There's more peace. <laughs> like the people that they bring, keep around them is only their friends. People that don't do them. Once you do, once you do, you do a hot to what their, all of his parents, they will cut you off. So are you seeing what was he learning? Well, he wasn't just learning what they were doing. He was learning how the team was also prospering in the house. And when you see something prosperous, you buy it. That's how Satan propagates himself. That's how he sells evil. Then souls will begin to buy it. We begin to buy it. We begin to buy it. And it begins to work. They will now say, this is how we always do it. It's a lie. So are you seeing how powerful that thing is? But there's another power called Christ. Now hear me. Remember the story of the team members I talked about? Jane, backbite, do, do, backbite, grace. Then now there's a new team member called James. And then grace knows what has been done to her. And grace refused to do it to James. Grace put an end to that culture right there and then. <laughs> grace, by grace, doing a Christ, even though it will be painful because you see promotion. Do you get me? But that promotion is a demonic promotion. Because you have to prosper evil. The way Satan does his things, you have to prosper his evil for you to get what he's going to give you. It's only God make it rich and added no sorrow. Satan make it rich and add sorrow. He lives a, a, a terrible, stinking culture. So what Christ teaches us, you see Christ, sometimes you think Christ is weakness. 
It is like I want you to turn the other cheek. Forgive. Let it go. <laughs> That's how Christ will be talking. Long suffering. Forbearance. Forgiving one another. Love you, your brethren fervently. Why is Christ talking like that? It sounds foolish. What is what is he doing? He's just shutting down Satan. He's shutting down Satan. <laughs> shutting down Satan. That's what he's doing. Let me use a brief biblical example. I use a company example. Let me use Bible. This is played out in the Bible and it destroyed the entire nation. Gossiping, murmuring, backbiting. Twelve boys, the leaders of the twelve tribes of Israel, they sent them to spy on the nation, on the promised land. For 40 days, do you get me? For 40 days, they were where? They were journeying to, the, to that promised land to come back to give Moses a what? A report. Out of the 12, how many of them came with evil report? 10 out of the 12. Do you know he will not have started with 10? Excuse me, if, to, if all of us, all of us, we hang out only two hours every week, and yet for the two hours I'm talking, imagine if we hang out for 40 days. If we hang out for 40 days, all of you become like me. We come to. <laughs> because I'll be talking all throughout. <laughs> So, what does that tell me? That in that promised land, one person started it. It's one person who went to somebody else. Hey, hey, Lotena, how far? Lotena. I just, me, I don't, you know me, you know the other, we always do fit, fit, fit. But me, and let me know, so that's why I came to you privately. Ain't nobody as though I don't have fit too. But Lotena, I just want to ask you, did you see what I saw? Just that simple question. <laughs> Do you get me? And by nature, we like to be agreeable. You know, we want to converse. Ah, me too. We're going to be like, yes. Ah, ah, see, Jesus. Not that I'll now spill our old Jesus talking about how they are Malachites. Did you see his arm? Did you see his head? <laughs> Did you see the sword he was carrying? By the time Jesus, I know those Jesus, it be like movie, Avengers movie. They have description of Thanos. <laughs> Interesting. Satan can make his G's very interesting. What is going on? Backbiting is going on. Murmuring is going on. Gossiping is going on. And until that spread to a second person. Then he was still weak. Now he's become stronger. Now, now me and Lotena will now go to Falakemi. FK. I did that. I know even if it's just one person you can resist, but two people have come to converse with you. It's more difficult. How have you seen me? We're just gist, you know. We have gist so before you know it. He, I mean, oh yeah, so it's true. So I know I believe God though. I believe God, but what I see, I'm also I, I concur. I agree. Hey, 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 now you are talking. So they take it as though she agree. So we are now three. Now three people we go to Jennifer. What does Jennifer want to say? Before you know it, 10 people have been bought by Satan. And by those 10, what happened to the entire nation? They were all destroyed. So culture, conversation, those things are powerful. Satan knows how to weave those things in a powerful way that will make you walk. One turn to 10. Is that not prosperity? Is that not working? So by the time Moses does not know what has come back to him, 
they should have stayed in the promised land. <laughs> they should have stayed there. <laughs> Israel would have been safer if they had not come back. What came back was not 12 people. What came back was Satan and plus two people who resisted Satan. Praise the name of the Lord. So are you saying power, power? It's power. So what was missing in that 40 days? Christ. Conversation. Somebody needed to put an end to it. Whether the second, third person, whatever. No. The Bible says, ye have not so learned Christ. No, we can't talk like that. <laughs> no, we can't talk like that. And by so doing, you can just stop Satan just like that by you. If one Christ can stop. Is that not what happened? Did it take two Christ to stop Satan? One Christ stops Satan. One Christ. That's all it takes. A culture can be brewing in a place. It will just take you. It will just take one action by you. And you must, you know, faith, you have faith is not no fear. You must overcome the fear. Oh, what will happen if I don't conform? No. Stop it. Break the chain of darkness. Praise God. One Christ is all that needs to do the job. To stop what Satan is propagating in anywhere, any place. Praise the name of the Lord. So are you seeing one Christ is powerful? The Bible says Christ, they made him head over what? Over principality and power. Hi, Kamano Sepele. Are we blessed today? This is Christ. This is riches. It is a Christ rich feast. It is a terrible feast of heaven. Amen. I don't know how we ended here. It's heaven that helped, man. Heaven helped us today. It's a Christ power. Power is being released to you right now as I'm talking. You're understanding Christ. Christ is the power of God to stop darkness. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Does anyone have any questions at this point? Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Where were we? Okay, read from verse 13 now. So we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, mm. that we should no longer be children, tossed through and through, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Now pause. But speaking... Pause. What they are just saying there, remember that we, they are just saying, once you are tossed to and fro, you can, you can, they will toss you out of the way, the intention. So it's to stay on Christ, to journey to kingdom. Praise God. Keep going. 
verse 15. Yeah. But speaking the truth in love, mm -hmm. we grew up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the gen rest mm. of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, wow. having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is mm. in them, because of the blindness oh of my their God. hearts, oh my God. who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to walk all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned, have not so learned Christ. Christ. Jesus. Continue? continue, yes. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in that Jesus. You put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Mm -hmm. So, Therefore, it, I see. Um, go ahead. Yeah, speak. Uh, read okay. more. Okay. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I see. Works of this is works of the power of darkness. They are not. They now. They are now exposing it. Keep going. Yeah. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, mm. or rather, let him labor, working with his hands what is good. This one, I have a personal testimony on this one. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know how I say that? It is like a chain reaction. Once one person steals, one person back, the other person sees that it's working. So, in my primary school, there's this brother called Clifford. My best friend in primary school. He's the one that always to buy me. He will buy me that five naira yogurt. <laughs> the yellow rice, the jollof rice. I wonder why is he getting? Look at, is it that his parents are rich? The guy who used to steal, steal from his parents. When he sometimes you will see money on the floor. Maybe when you are walking to, the, you see money or pickpockets. You get me. So is he walking? He was walking. You get because I was enjoying part of the fruit of his labor. <laughs> and I will see the prosperity of stealing. So now, I now began to also pick pockets, pick money from the floor. I see culture spread, power has spread, power of darkness elongated until God can put an end to it with another power. Thank you. Keep reading. Yes, okay. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. Working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, hmm. but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Hmm. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, 
even as God in Christ forgave you. Now, you see one thing he says, there's one thing he added in there. He says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. That thing is a very, that thing is a very, very, oh my God. Very, 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 now it's more, it's, that one is, it, I don't even know how to put it. It, it seems like one of the most slightest of it. But it's actually the worst, the highest. Do you get me? Grieving the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, to enter the kingdom, they said this, it takes two things, right? Remember, whosoever is born of what? Water and the Spirit. They walk hand in hand. Now, when you are under doctrine of Christ, the first thing the Holy Spirit does is to give you the instructions of the doctrine. Christ is actually in doing. Let him that steal, steal no more. You get me? So, after the, the, the impartation of the doctrine, the Holy Spirit arranges opportunities for doing. You get so, while you are hearing the doctrine and they're not doing, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit who is the bringer of the instructors, the instructions for the walk in Christ. Now, the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit begins in the realm of light. The Holy Spirit begins leading by leading in truth. With the intention that when you get to God, you can now talk face to face. That he can now, the voice, the raw voice of God can come upon you also. You get me? So, when he says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, it means that every point of this your Christian journey, you have to walk, cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Do you get me? With the instructions and with the learnings. Amen. To journey into God. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's quickly read uh, Isaiah chapter 4. I think from verse 4. Isaiah 4, 4. Yeah, start from verse 4. I think it's around there. When the Lord has washed away the field of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst, by the spirit of judgment, mm-hmm. by the spirit of burning. By the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. I see. Why, why those two? It means that they balance. Burning means the instruction, the leading. Judgment needs, is the balance. <laughs> this, is, this is leading of the spirit. The spirit of bo- judgment and the spirit of born. When somebody is, when you say you are born in, it means you you there's a passion to do something. That's a leading. There's an instruction from the Holy Spirit. And then the spirit of judgment is to judge it, even by the truth, even by the word. Praise God. So one thing that learning Christ will help you with. Is how to more accurately hear the Holy Spirit. Hear the Holy Spirit. Mm. It sharpens it. If you are sincere, it will sharpen it. It will clarify it. It will drive away the dross. 
It says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. They call him in Ephesians, the earnest of your inheritance. You know, the kingdom of God is in the Holy Ghost. He's the one who will lead you. He knows what he's doing. When they say, for many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Who is he leading you to? He's not leading you anywhere else but God. So when he first comes, as he's trying to correct, instruct, increase your judgment, increase your understanding, increase your obedience. It's from obedience to obedience. Increase your obedience on the way. So that when you talk, when God talk, once as David will say, once has he spoken. How many times did I hear? Twice. Do you know how we hear twice? By the spirit of burning and by the spirit of judgment. <laughs> Amen. As the Bible will say, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Judgment is for mind. You, you renew the mind. You develop the mind. Do you know that for all purpose that you may be able to test and approve what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I hope I've blessed somebody today. Yes. Praise God. By the time God has these things, you know this Ephesians chapter 4. By the time you have been taught, it says, uh, if verse 21, if, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off the former conversation. I think conversation is the problem. What, what destroyed Israel was conversation. Murmuring conversation, malice conversation, unforgiveness conversation. It comes out as conversation as a man thinketh in his heart. So he is. If you are, so, if you are an unforgiving fellow, at some point, it will come out of your mouth. Not that you will say, I don't forgive, but the way you talk concerning certain people, you will talk. <laughs> it will show. So conversation is just a show of who you are inside. So what Christ came, so it means conversation is power. Before you even have a conversation, it means you are under a power. It's out of power that you are conversing. <laughs> Praise God. So the reason for doctrine, when why they want doctrine to settle here? Do you get me? They want doctrine to settle in the heart. The reason why they want doctrine of Christ to settle in your heart is so that by as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you are speaking from the heart, what is inside the heart? Doctrine. Power. So when waters. Christ has been doused inside of you. Then you begin to speak out of your Christ, you know. Meaning you begin to speak out of your power. Out of the power that dwelleth in your heart. Somebody say power. 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 Yes. Today is power talk. It's power versus power. Amen. Amen. So, do you know... You know, when it comes to power of darkness, attitudes of darkness, unforgiveness, malice, you've prayed for it, you've prayed in tongues before. I will love him. It's a lie. <laughs> you don't need to pass the person again and all the hate will come back out again. 
But when you pray like that, do you know how God will answer? God will answer by teachings that will enable, give power, so that out of the heart, but you now naturally learn to forgive. Naturally learn to let go. Naturally. <laughs> That's how God does it. So, many times when it comes to attitudes of life, of the heart, prayer itself won't get the job. But prayer will initiate God to send forth the word that will heal you. Not so. Like our daddy Kenny Higgins said one time. When he opened Ephesians chapter 1. And so that I don't actually have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I need to pray for it. He dropped all his other prayer points for six months. It was the only prayer point he was praying. Why is that? He don't know how to help himself now. So he began to pray and pray and pray. And how did God answer? By revelation. <laughs> God who gave him the spirit of wisdom and revelation to now enlighten his darkness. It means before he prayed that prayer, what did Hagin find out? Our daddy Hagin found out that he had a darkened understanding. We need to find it out. We need to be sincere. He was a born again Christian. He was a preacher. Miracles were happening. But he found out that he had a darkened understanding. By the scripture. And he was honest with God. He was sincere. He began to pray. And how did God answer him? By word. In the realm of dark powers. Power of darkness. Not I'm talking the power of demons. Or power from your household neighborhood. Mm-mm. Power of darkness realm. We are dealing with culture. We are dealing with conversation. We are dealing with strongholds. We are dealing with things that capsulate and captivate you. So you need another power to overpower that captivation. A new captivator. You need a new captor. And the only way you captivate is by words. Preaching. Revelation. You must be taught until you are captured. And I communicate. If this life has not captured you well enough, you need more teaching until you are captured. You need to make the vow for it yourself to save yourself. Do you get me? If the thing is still boring for you, there's problem. You need to hear more. Don't worry, we have mess ah. Message to give you are looking for message. No problem. I have a message for you. You will overwhelm. That's not the problem. The problem is not about the problem is are you willing? Is the hunger there enough? And the willingness is not only when it's interesting. So you will not even be feeling the enticement for it right now. It's because you are under another power still. So now that you know this, willfully bring yourself under the power of Christ so that you can break the other power. Before you know it, your sweet mouth will be for Christ. What will attract you will be revelation. What will sweeten you will be revelation. It can happen. It had to happen to me. Well, oh my God, there was a time, two, three messages a day. Not because ah, they told me that they gave me assignments. Nobody gave me assignments. I gave myself assignment because of the sweetness of revelation. That's how you know you're under power. <laughs> That's how I know you've been captivated. That's how I know you've been captured. 
Whereby you say, and before I will say I'm busy, you. How come I'm not busy again? I can listen to two messages in a day. Well, you're not the same person. The same work I'm doing. What happened? <laughs> it's just that I was on that power, and that power gave me things to do that captured me. But now, when Christ came with light, I say light, light scattered and captivated me and undid the other things. That was now willfully giving myself to the power of God. Father, we thank you tonight. We bless your holy name. We give you praise. We exalt you for what a glorious session, time we've had today. Uh, Father, I just want to thank you. I just want to appreciate you for the engaging of power even tonight. Christ, thank you for Christ. We will never be ungrateful for Christ. Faith, hope, and charity. Power to power. Power to power. Continue to shake us with power. Continue to win us with power. Continue to captivate us with your power. Do not let any single one of us, under the sound of my voice right now, to be taken away from power. To be taken out of the way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Enable us. Free up our time. Free up our hearts for you. In the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody here today. Today is the turnaround for you. Concerning word of righteousness. Your heart will be given to it. Overly. You will become as hungry as anybody. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you my father. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus name. We have prayed. Amen. Uh, quickly, does anyone have any question? I'll take it quickly. And then we can um, share the grace. Praise God. Uh-uh. So this was a very powerful session. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you for tonight. We cover each and every one of us with the blood of Jesus. I say they will go forth and prosper this week. They will prosper in Christ. They will prosper in understanding. They will prosper in knowledge. They will prosper in their homes, in their families. They will prosper in their careers. They will prosper in their studies. In the name of Jesus. I pray the play the blood of Jesus upon each and every soul who is hearing me, who is one of us, part of us, part and parcel of us. You will preserve us. You will protect us. You will keep us with your power. Father, anyone who is in need of healing, of help, right now, visit them this week. Bring settlement, bring peace to every situation. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we arrest every situation right now. Every situation that we may be going through, in any of us, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we bring peace to it, in Jesus' name. We have prayed. Um, we share the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. And the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, His goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining. God bless you. Shalom. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You, Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between.
between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.